Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we're going all Labor Day Classic. Doug Brown, Lou Bomber legend, will join us to give the Winnipeg point of view and also the player point of view. And then Britton Gray, who covers the Riders, he'll join us as well to give their perspective on the podcast. The Labor Day Classic beginning on Sunday, what, 71 hours or so from now? I'm not going to do the math. That's close enough. Doug Brown will be there in Regina to do the color commentary with Derek Taylor for the broadcast. Doug, how much do you love going into Regina for Labor Day? <laughs> well, if there's ever a time you have to drive to Saskatchewan, it might as well be this one because it's kind of like a circus. It's a big carnival of football, and I uh, very much enjoy it, especially where the Bombers have played down there of late. So it makes it a lot more fun when you don't have to do the drive of shame out of Regina. Well, you've been there a lot over the years to call games and to play in them as well. Nowadays, do you get heckled? Because obviously you stand out as being a tall person who played for the Blue Bombers. Do you get, do you take heat when you're in Regina? No, the closest, you know, maybe some stuff online that's about as brave as anyone usually gets down there. So unfortunately, uh, I mean, we get there a couple hours before the game, do the pregame show, obviously. And, and there's some tailgating already happening on, but... Uh, Never a word. I've been going to the Labor Day Classic since 2001, and uh, I guess I've gotten real lucky that no one's ever uh, said anything mean or nasty to me. Wow. In person. In person, right. <laughs> Online, you can be as brave as you want to because there's no repercussions. Yeah. But there's, there's no consequences. Anymore. I guess no one wants yeah. to mess with the 6-7 rush end in person. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah. So this this game, having played in it and obviously being a part of it for, for decades now, how fun! How much fun is it for you? Oh, it's great because it, the atmosphere, right? It is, uh, you know, it's sold out. Um, you know, there's going to be a, a small percentage of bomber diehards that make it down there and that are, are going to show up in spades. And and it's it's so much more fun when it's a good team. You know, it's going to be a, a good game, a competitive game, and uh, you always see another level of uh, the Rough Rider team, regardless of what their record is, if they're hovering around 500, uh, they can all of a sudden switch gears and you, uh, you start to wonder how they got so inspired, you know, why don't they play the rest of their season like that? But this is a massively important game to the province. And, and so it's a lot of fun to, uh, to go along with, with the side that is trying to play spoiler out there. For you, what was your favorite Labor Day moment as a player? Oh, well, I mean, definitely winning right when it's so quiet and such and you know i started uh in 2001 with the bombers and the first uh three out of four trips we took down there we won and i really didn't understand what the big deal was but then we lost a whole bunch and then i was like yeah okay that is a tough game to play so it's it's a ton of fun when you can go down there and and kill that vibe and uh crush that buzz around the the entire province and especially uh downtown it's uh, it's quite something, and and you feed off that. I think as a player, as a visiting player, going down there, um, you know, you take all that negativity, negativity, and and you you channel it, and it uh, it can really inspire your play. Yes, two thousand and four, seventeen to four win, and then the Riders won fourteen of the next fifteen. So, <laughs> yeah, kind of got one sided oh, there for a while. Yeah, yeah, it started off well though. So yeah. promising. <laughs> 
Uh, but the last two have been won by the Blue Bombers in 2021, a 23-8 win. And then last year, Mark Leggio made a giant kick late to help them win that game. Uh, obviously, the Riders haven't been up to the Bombers' level the last few years, but nonetheless, we expect a, a close game this weekend? Always. Always. They're, uh, if they're ever going to put a performance on and uh, conjure up some magic, it's, it's always Labor Day Classic. You can't take it for granted. You can't walk in there uh, thinking anything's going to be handed to you, regardless of how overmatched one team may appear to be. Because, uh, like I say, that, that football team always pulls off something special and uh, can play above their, their usual level uh, for 60 minutes on that day. It's pretty bizarre, but I promise you it happens. And for the Blue Bombers here going in, I, I feel like they're never going to be in a situation with Mike O'Shea and all the veterans on this team that have been in it before to ever overlook any opponent, especially on Labor Day. No, that's, uh, that's the great thing about this football team. It's their approach. It's workmanlike. It's just another game, you know, unless it's the Grey Cup maybe. But for them, uh, you know, they've got such a process. They've got such a system in place. And it's, it's very close to being infallible, right? The way they, they've won so many games. Uh, they're, they're such a powerhouse right now. Uh, it's just their credo and they stick to it and, and they do very well because of it. So it's all about that, that small, small, uh, area of focus and, uh, just making sure you're ready for the next play at hand. So for Jake Dolagala on Sunday, a guy who does not have a lot of CFL starts. Yeah, he's tall, but he hasn't played a ton. Are you looking for the bombers defensive front to really make his life hell? Yeah, he better be watching some tape of Rocky Butler, I would think. I think that was the last un- un- unheralded quarterback that, that won a Labor Day Classic. So, um, yeah, they're going to do everything, obviously, in terms of uh, pressure him, show him different looks, change those looks. The the classic bomber uh, scenario where they put eight or nine guys on the line of scrimmage and then drop, you know, you don't know who's going where and, and uh, who's going to be covering in, in, in what zone. So it's... Uh, just a mix mash of uh, of different looks, different pressures, and uh, try to make a young, inexperienced quarterback force him into making uh, decisions uh, that you know are are, are rather poor uh, based on the pressure you're putting on him. Have you ever gone up against a quarterback your height? I <laughs> know, actually, I don't think I have. Never, no. Some tall guys, especially down south, but. Uh, Never six eight ish, because that's Dolagala six seven, and okay. so is Will. There. So is Willie Jefferson. So he talked earlier in the show about how he's never gone up against a quarterback that tall either. But height isn't everything, as we've seen through the years at quarterback. Yeah, you might be able to see over people, but I mean, there's there's way more to it than height. In fact, we often don't see the super tall dudes do well at quarterback. Yeah, in fact, it's uh, it's better have a super tall quarterback. You have to worry about helmet to helmet contacts, right? So you definitely can uh, get into some contact in that torso area. So that's ideal. How do you view this game Sunday in terms of the matchup? Like, what has to happen for Saskatchewan to actually win this game? Uh, well, they need Zach to you know play like he did in the first half of the game against Montreal, but. The problem for the Riders is that Zach already played like he did in the first half against Montreal, and he did that last week. And Zach Claris is not a guy that uh, usually stacks poor performances, especially of that nature. 
Um, and I think he's going to want to go out and have a redemption game. I think his uh, uh, pride and uh, his competitive nature, uh, I think uh, it's going to be real tough for Saskatchewan to try and be successful on Sunday. And then if that does indeed happen with the Bombers wedding, do you take a moment to kind of soak in how quiet it is? <laughs> yes, we will always make comments of the, the change in the, in the decibels at, at Mosaic. So it's, uh, it's a lot of fun when, you know, you want it to just go quiet at the end, though. You know, you don't too early in the game, and then you lose all that passion and excitement. So you want them to think they have a chance for as long as possible before you pull the rug out from under their feet. That's ideal. Okay, so tease them a bit. And then yeah, at yeah. The, in, like, the early fourth quarter, Bombers up maybe seven, ten points, and then they, they, they seal it up. Yeah, then 21 points in a row, you know, and uh, 14 off, off turnovers. Okay. That's Just an implosion. Late game, <laughs> catastrophic. A pick six, maybe? Implosion. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Doug Brown, very optimistic. Uh, d- by the way, I talked to Derek last night. He said he's going to fly yeah. uh, to Regina. Are you going to drive or fly? Oh, no, I get the guys that, uh, the truck guys at Birchwood uh, GMC and Chevrolet. They always take care of me and my, uh, put me incognito. And, and I say, make me as Saskatchewan as you can. And they give me some unbelievable trucks to get me out there. So I only fly if I have to. I'm like Bob. Okay. So you're going to maybe have Derek asking you if he can hitch a ride next time. Cause I, I said, I said, well, cause he wanted, he wanted to do homework on the plane. I'm like, well, if Doug drives, you can do homework in the front seat and that's going to be a nice big cabin for you. So he might, he might come asking. <laughs> Lots of room. I'll, I'll prepare myself for that. Yeah, not this year, but maybe next year. Uh, Doug, appreciate your time as always. Thanks for this and have have a blast on Sunday. Thanks, buddy. Great talking to you. That's Doug Brown. He is a color commentator for 680 CJOB. Let's get back to the Labor Day Classic and get the other side's perspective on things as we're joined by Britton Gray, writer-reporter for CJME and CKOM in Saskatchewan. Britton, how excited are you for Labor Day? I'm always excited for Labor Day. You know, growing up in Regina, it, it is one of those special days in the province where uh, it just, everyone comes together. It's a good time, and it, it could be a good game here. You know, if you would have asked me a few weeks ago what I thought would happen, I'd say, well, Winnipeg should come in and win this game. But the Riders all of a sudden have some momentum on their side. Coming off that win over BC, which was fair to say unexpected. Yeah, absolutely, especially because uh, who, of who was the starting quarterback, right? Uh, Jake Doligala, third-string quarterback. You weren't exactly sure what to expect from him. Now, seeing him in practice, I wasn't too surprised because uh, you, you can see his arm talent uh, throughout practice. He has the ability to uh, hit those plays down the field with kind of a flick of the wrist, and it goes 40 yards. He has that ability. It was a matter of how would he uh, kind of – uh, get attuned to game speed, and he did it really well against a really good BC Lions defense. And I think that has a lot more people in Saskatchewan thinking, hey, maybe there's a chance this week. Maybe they can finally knock off the Bombers for the first time since Zach Kalaros has been the Bombers starting quarterback. They haven't won since 2019. It's been that long. Now, did BC losing at home to Hamilton take any of the shine off the win over the Lions? I, 
I think a little bit because that was a surprise. I did not expect to see that coming. But at the end of the day, BC is still a really good team. You have these kind of ebbs and flows throughout the season where you're going to run into this adversity. But I was just impressed with the way that not only did Jake Dolagala beat the BC Lions, but that he didn't make that mistake that you expect rookie quarterbacks to kind of make. He, He didn't throw that interception that led to a pick six or an interception that gave the Lions some life. Well, really what happened in that game was Vernon Adams Jr. turned into prime Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and was hitting receivers in perfect windows and in stride. So there's a little bit to it. Does it take a little bit away from it? Sure. But hey, you can only go out and compete against who you're competing against. And I think there's still a lot to build on from that game. Jake Dolagala came into that game as you mentioned a bit of an unheralded starter and he, he still ultimately is. He hasn't played all that much in the Canadian Football League. How would you describe him as a passer? He's he's a big quarterback, right? At six foot seven, he has that ability to look over the offensive line, kind of that more NFL build, right? That but the NFL seems to be kind of going more towards smaller quarterbacks, which maybe you're going to see some of these taller guys start to maybe uh, trickle down to the seas, trickle into the CFL here. And, and so we're, we're going to see uh, Jake Dolagala, like I said, he has a strong arm. I think his arm has all the talent in the world in terms of being able to uh, make any pass in a CFL field. Uh, it's just uh, mentally and his accuracy. During practice, there's still some accuracy issues. You saw it against the BC Lions. He missed a couple passes. You really need to hit as a starting quarterback. But I think that improves the more he plays in a game. And mentally, if the game slows down enough for him, can you do that? But in terms of arm strength, the arm talent is there. There's no question about that. Watching him in practice, the arm talent, uh, he has maybe the best arm of the Riders quarterbacks. It's just the other mental stuff and accuracy stuff that you're kind of still waiting to see Jake Dolagala fully rein in. So fair to say that we're going to learn a lot about Jake Dolagala on Sunday. Absolutely. This is another tough defense and um, a defense that really doesn't make things easy, especially for young quarterbacks. Right. And so we're going to find out if he makes the big mistakes. Right. You you can live with a a bad mistake once Uh, if the defender makes a great play on the ball. Hey, what can you do? But if the game is tight, you want to make sure that he shows you that he's not going to lose you the game, but get you in a position to win. And then, I mean, I think ultimately it's going to come down to this Riders defense, kind of how they stopped BC for most of that game. That's a great Winnipeg offense you have going out there. So it's going to rely on this defense to slow them down enough to give Doligal and this Riders offense a chance to maybe pull off the upset here. 45 points scored by the Bombers when they met in week two. How different or how similar is this Riders team now compared to that week two loss? I think they're a little bit healthier. I think that they're, uh, I think, like I said, they started to build a little bit more positive momentum. That game was so early in the season. Trevor Harris at the time, that was his second game in this offense with these wide receivers. And and they still managed to score a lot of points. It was just kind of the defense had uh, one of their worst games, if you if you look at it in that regard, though we know how good the Winnipeg offense is. And I mean, Labor Day Classic, pretty much whatever's happened earlier in the season, just throw it out the window, right? Every time Labor Day comes around, the, the records really don't mean anything, no matter if the Bombers are the number one team in the CFL, the Riders are winless, switch it around. Anything can happen at the Labor Day Classic. How much pride is there in this game? 
Oh, there's a lot. Uh, We've always said in Saskatchewan, if no matter how bad a season might be going, if it's a bad season, if you beat the Bombers on Labor Day, that kind of can help heal some wounds and at least give the fans something to enjoy that year. This is a big game. Uh, I've heard it described by kind of the U.S. players who've played here before as as a homecoming game, right? In in U.S. colleges, they have their homecoming games. This is what it feels like for the Riders. This is a game that they – well, won't say means anything more because in reality it is just one more game in the standings, but it means more for the players who've been here for this province. And there is a lot of pride because like I said, the Bombers have won every meeting between these two teams since Zach Kalaros became the starting quarterback. So this is a team hungry to finally get that win over their former starting quarterback. In the crowd, what's the percentage of bomber fans that make the trip is it very very isolated uh it's it's quite the number i think uh about a third sometimes you can get up there like there is a lot of bomber fans who like to make the trek out here and that's part of the rivalry right you you come to saskatchewan this weekend next weekend you head out to winnipeg and there's a lot of friendly jong there's i know some people do get out of hand happens every sporting event but for the most part a lot of friendly stuff it's it's good fun for the fans and it's a game that feels like kind of a mid-season Grey Cup between these two teams every year. Who can walk out the Labor Day Classic as the winners? Do you like Pilsner? Uh, you know, I, I think I have to say yes for living in Saskatchewan. <laughs> I'm not a huge uh, beer drinker, but, uh, you know, every, every now and then you can't go wrong with one good one. Okay, fair enough. I mean, it's it's right there. It's a big sign. We saw what Brett Lauther did after they won the, the game back in 2019, right? So that's iconic. Exactly. Uh, Pilsner in Saskatchewan, I don't know exactly how it came to be, how it's become such a, a beer of this province, but hey, I mean, it, it's working and people seem to, to enjoy at least uh, uh, talking about it, right? And, and saying, oh yeah, from Saskatchewan, enjoy a nice Pilsner every now and then. But uh, I think I think it's all, all good fun and we'll, we'll see that that Lothar kind of leap into Pils, Pil country there. That was the last time the Riders won, uh, uh, won the Labor Day Classic. So we'll, uh, we'll see if maybe there's some more uh, Pilsner luck this year on the topic of health for this riders team the carousel of receivers this season has definitely been probably tough for for the rotation of quarterbacks as well with guys get healthy and then other guys go out and then you see Darrell Walker get cut what's the status of that receiver room right now uh, it's fairly healthy. This is the healthiest it's probably been all season. And uh, I think you're just missing Braden Lenius, who Craig Dickinson told us today, probably don't expect to see him back again this season, but it, it's healthy. And it's also, it has that depth that has kind of uh, shown up when, the, when they've been called upon, right? Because all of a sudden you have Sam Emelis emerging as a, a star Canadian receiver in this league. You have Jared Stearns, who has pretty much come in and taken Jake Winicky's job at this point. Uh, Keen Schaefer Baker is back here. And it was, it's to a point where this team felt like, yeah, we can release Darrell Walker, who, who was the Riders' best receiver week one before he got hurt. He was the Riders' best receiver throughout training camp but these young guys step up they give an opportunity and sometimes they don't let it get away from them and that's really what has happened here in Saskatchewan and now the Canadian receiver depth like there was a while where this team wants to start at least two Canadian receivers they had one healthy one for a a stretch there and that was Sam Emelis 
So now they've got uh, Keen Schaefer-Baker back, uh, Mitch Pickton back, uh, Jawan Breskison appears close to returning. And so that is going to help this team in terms of their receiver room and maybe seeing if Jared Stearns continues to develop as a, as a good slot receiver here. All right, so we'll get you out of here on this. What do you think happens on Sunday? What do I think? I I think with the momentum, the fact that it is in Regina, I think it's building towards an upset. Now, I'm not going to sit here and, and guarantee rider victory. I, it's going to take all three phases of the riders to beat the Bombers because Winnipeg is that good. But like I said, I have a little bit more of a feeling now the riders can do it at home here than I would have a few weeks ago, just from what we saw from Jake Dolagala, from what we saw from this offense against BC, and they're coming off a bye week. There is a lot of positives kind of for the riders to maybe have a a real shot at uh, knocking off the Bombers this week. Well, we'll find out Sunday if that happens or not, and then the rematch for the Banjo Bowl the following week. Brendan, appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for this, and enjoy the game on Sunday. Not a problem. As Britton Gray, he covers the Rough Riders for various outlets. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. So sad that it should come to this We try to warn you over the days You may not share our intellect Which might explain